Hey there, and welcome to the Praying Christian Women podcast. I'm Jamie, and we are here for part two of our really fun discussion, very interesting discussion on intuitive intercession. I had to think about that for a second. So basically, uh, interceding for others or praying for others using your intuition, whether that's your personal intuition that comes from within you. Uh, whether it's a spiritual gifting of discernment and intuition given by the Holy Spirit, or whether it's just tapping into that Holy Spirit that's our teacher that intercedes on our behalf and and possibly transforms our thoughts and our prayers to become more like God's. So however that might look, that is what we're going to be talking about. If you didn't catch last week's episode, which was part one of intuitive intercession, you're going to want to go back because you won't get our jokes <laughs> and you will definitely want to hear kind of the, the precursor, the discussion about what this looks like, some of the pitfalls, some of the pros and cons. Um, whereas in this week's discussion, we're going to dive into some of the practical things that we can do to, if we don't practice this right now? How can we cultivate that type of prayer in our own lives? So go back if you haven't already. And if you listened to us last week, welcome to part two. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Well, let's talk a little bit now that we've sort of described what we mean, whether I guess like I'm coming at this from a more like remote intercessory prayer where like I'm by myself, but I'm praying for somebody. Or, you know, if you're thinking about it from I'm praying with somebody and want to be open to God's leading. Let's talk about some ways that we can develop this because I think it is a cop out to say, okay, well, she's good at doing this. I'm not. She's gifted in this. I'm not. I think this is something that we can all develop. You might be listening and be like, I don't have an intuitive bone in my body. Maybe like, none of this is, <laughs> yeah, maybe this isn't really going to resonate with you. And so it's not something that you need to focus on a ton, but maybe you'll be at that point where you're praying for somebody and you just know that God is guiding your prayers, or you could even pray. Maybe a good stepping stone is to start praying for deeper discernment and for deeper intuition. Um, again, like this doesn't have to be. A, a big old thing with a capital T. Like this is just a tool that we have in our prayer arsenal. And so let's talk about ways that we can sort of develop and sharpen it. So if I came to you, Jamie, and said, what suggestions do you have to help me to use my intuition more effectively in my prayers? What would you say on a practical level? I would say... Practice thinking through your, um, so like, for instance, if you're, if you're praying for a, a person, um, thinking through their situation, using maybe your imagination to think mm -hmm. through what their life is like right now. We've talked about this many times before about how important it is, how important imagination is in prayer. And so just kind of think about watching them being a fly on the wall throughout their day, throughout their situations, whatever, you know, of what they do every day. And, and just sort of think through, if you want to use your, your, you're talking about your inherent intuition, whatever it is, mm -hmm. I would say, think about questions like, what are they thinking about? What are mm -hmm. the things that are consuming their thoughts right now at this time in their life? What are they feeling? What are the feelings that are going through their, 
their minds. Um, what are their needs? Like what might they yeah. be lacking or needing as you picture their different things, you know, whether mm -hmm. they're waking up and, you know, maybe they have a big family and, and think through what some of those needs might be or mm. a new job or uh, loneliness yeah. or sickness, whatever it is just, and, and to use your imagination, not to just pray for facts that you know about them, but right. use your, your senses and your emotions mm -hmm. and your feelings to kind of step into their shoes. Maybe. Yeah. I think that people who have a high sense of empathy can add even one more layer to it and like picture yourself swapping spots. Mm. So I'm Jamie. Here's what I'm doing today. Here's what I'm feeling today. And then what I would ask myself is, okay, I'm Jamie. And I know Alana's in her prayer closet praying for me. What do I want her to pray for? Ooh, right? I so like can, that. That's yeah, very cool. Like, yeah, yeah. Put yourself into like the, the shoes of the person that you want to pray for. Hmm. Walk through their day. Try to see things the way they see them. Like, I love those questions that you give out. What are they worrying about? What are they losing sleep over? Uh, what are they like? What are some of their hopes and dreams? What are some of their deepest disappointments? And, and then ask yourself, okay, if I was that person and I knew that there was this, um, like, sometimes I love holding a picture of like the, the most powerful human prayer warrior that exists, <laughs> right? Like, I think we can all picture and our picture is going to be different you know, based on tons of factors, but picture like the definition of an interceding prayer warrior. Grandma Lucy. Yes. <laughs> That's who I picture. <laughs> She's from my novels. Imagine grandma Lucy is praying for this individual and that individual is you in the shoes of somebody else. How is grandma Lucy going to pray for this person? And actually I think that developing your intuitive intercession. And this is where like, I'll refer people back if they're really uncomfortable with our episode about, is it selfish to pray for yourself? I think that learning to pray for your own hurts, desires, fears, anxieties, learning to pray deeply for yourself is going to help you pray more effectively for others. So you can do this for yourself too. Grandma Lucy is in her prayer closet praying for me. What is she saying? And again, this isn't mm -hmm. gospel. This isn't the Bible. This is just our gift of imagination. What is this person praying for you? Um, another kind of tip that I sometimes like to use, and I think we've talked about this before, is almost like your physical body is an avatar. So let's say I'm laying in bed and I want to pray for Jamie, but I'm a human being with a human mind. And so my mind wanders, right? So I want some kind of cue to help me keep my focus. So I'm going to use my own body as a metaphor. So let's say I start with my head. All right, so I'm going to pray for all the things going on in Jamie's mind. I'm going to pray for her mental health. I'm going to pray for, let's say, I, I know you're teaching your son algebra. I'm going to pray for that to go well, right? Um, I'll think about your eyes and I'll be like, okay, Jamie uses his or her eyes to read. So I'll think about what you're reading and that God would encourage you or um, things like that. And then I'll go down and be like, okay, well, here's her, her throat and shoulders. So what are the burdens, right? The metaphorical burdens on her shoulders. I'm going to pray for those. When I think about your throat, I'll be like, okay, what is, what is God speaking to her? Who are the people she's talking to? I know she uses her voice to run this women's Bible study through Ephesians. So I'll pray for that. So kind of 
of treating like your body as a metaphor, just as a way to like keep your focus can mm-hmm. really, really help. And it doesn't mean that let's say the next night I go through the same prayer and I do it for my kids. It doesn't mean I'm going to pray the exact same things. I might not think about their eyes and pray about what they're reading. Right. Um, it, it doesn't mean that there's like a formula. It's just a way that you can kind of keep track and really pray thoroughly for somebody. I would say if you want to really pray thoroughly for somebody, this is a, a cool option to try because by the time you get through like the whole body, don't worry if your mind wanders, don't worry if like you get to their shoulders and then you just, you fall asleep or something. It's just, it's a, it's an, um, an exercise, right? And so that's another way that you could kind of practice this type of intercession for somebody else, even without them knowing that you're doing it. Yeah, that's very cool. I do. I like that. Yeah. As someone who has a mind that wanders all the time. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Or yeah, I mean, God has given us our imagination and it's such a gift. So here's another example. Maybe you really wants to intercede for your friend and you haven't seen them in two years. And so go through your imagination. They're coming to visit you for a two-hour coffee visit. Imagine them walking up your porch. And so, okay, she's walking and traveling. So I'm going to pray for her to have safety. She's knocking on my door. So I'm going to pray that God brings good friends into her life, right? Like any anything that just kind of helps trigger prayers. And then sometimes what's going to happen, it's almost like if you've ever gotten a massage, right? Like the, the massage person starts kind of everywhere. And then when they land on a spot that they know needs attention, Hmm. they stay there and we can do that with our prayers. Right. So maybe I'm, I'm praying about Jamie because I'm picturing her coming into my house. And so we get in through the doorway and we hug each other and we say hi. And then she sits down at my table and something in my spirit like stops there. And so then I ask myself, okay, what's up with this? What's up with the table? And it can mean like a bajillion things. It could mean that I want to pray about your provision, right? Because tables where we eat, it can mean that I want to pray about your health because the tables where you consume food, right? So sometimes we can also do that, like pray through something. Maybe you even have a list. I want to pray for somebody physically, mentally, emotionally, socially, and spiritually. And so you start with that list and then maybe you get to emotionally and you, you're like that massage therapist who gets to that one tight muscle and knows you're supposed to stay there for a little while. Mm -hmm. So then you ask God, you know, you just keep going deeper. Okay. So what is it about this, this thing that makes me feel like I need to pray about this more and more deeply. So it's almost like, you know, layers on an onion, find, find how you can peel back one layer in prayer and then just keep peeling back until like that massage therapist, you feel that muscle relax and then you can go on to pray for other things. I like that. And that reminds me. So you taught me of the, you know, the beautiful practice of sticky note prayers and how you can use sticky notes to kind of, Mm -hmm. you know, add different areas to your journal. And one thing that I started doing some of it was I didn't want to write out all the prayers for my family members because I didn't want them to read them and I didn't want everything to be read. But 
So what I, I started doing one word prayers. So I would take sticky mm. notes for each person and, and they would change over time, but I, I would do just a one, one word. And it wasn't just one for each person, but I would just, I would just think about that person mm-hmm. and their needs and what they might yeah. need. And especially my kids and just thinking about, and my husband too, but thinking about like what, what's been going on with them what might be some of the, the root prayers that they might mm-hmm. need and mm-hmm. a word would come to mind. And I would just yeah. write that one word that oh, probably wouldn't that. make sense to anybody else, yeah. but it made yeah. sense to me. And, mm-hmm. and so I would kind of do that for each kid. And, and sometimes I'd come up with a whole list for each one, or sometimes it was just one, but that could be another kind of way that as you're, you know, I don't know, I don't know what, what is so powerful about that, but there was mm-hmm. something really powerful about coming up with that word and then thinking through the implications yeah. of it. And, and it yeah. more often than not seemed like it fit the need. And maybe that's something that's more for someone that, you know, more intimately, but yeah. Did you hear that rattling? No. What was it? Is it coffee? <laughs> no, it's they're They're using some kind of really heavy, like jackhammer or something. So like my whole desk is shaking. Well, I see your camera like, shaking. Yeah. So yeah, I thought maybe coffee had bumped the, you know, maybe she had bumped the, um, no. something, the desk. The oh people working outside, they heard me talking about massage. And so they think that I need, you know, one of those right. like shaky massage, full body massage via jackhammer. <laughs> That's, oh, yikes. Well, um, <laughs> No, I love that. I think that one of the the real cool things about that is um, you have to be really concise to come up with one word and that forces you to be focused. Yeah. So instead of just saying, God bless Janie, right? Instead of just this kind of like blanket or band-aid kind of prayer, which have their place when you want to go deeper. Yeah. I think finding one word and it also forces you to do that preliminary prayer that you love to talk about praying before you pray, right? right? God, what do you want me to focus on? I think that that's a really cool way to, to filter your prayers through a thing. Because if you think about this, there's an infinite number of prayers you could pray for somebody, right? Um, we did a, a prayer boot camp once and we made an intercessory kind of like storm uh, flow chart, right? So like Jamie is the name in the middle and there can literally be like a hundred spokes from there. I want to pray for her mm-hmm. family. I want to pray for her health. There's an infinite number of things that we could pray for somebody. So focusing on one thing can actually be really, really helpful mm-hmm. and taking that time to slow down before you pray. So, okay, God, if I'm just going to pray about one thing in Jamie's life, what should that one thing be? That helps you to be more open to God's direction. Yeah. And very thorough in a way that you yes. never could be if you were praying for that person's whole life at that mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. 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 It's almost like, you know, you go to get a checkup and it's so basic, right? Mm-hmm. Like they check your pulse, they check your reflexes, they look in your nose. <laughs> Whereas like you go to get something done diagnostically, that's like, they're looking at one area. They're not doing all the things for all the stuff. They're saying like, what's going on in her appendix right now? <laughs> and I feel like, yeah, let's not forget that it's great to throw out these blanket prayers help Jamie have a great day today. I love it. I do it. It's important. But when we want to go deeper and we want to go more thoroughly, yeah, sometimes we we should start by asking God to narrow our focus. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, 
And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And coming up with a word or a Bible verse or a psalm or something like that could be a great way to do that. Yeah, I like that. I like the the idea of tailoring or, you know, not tailoring, but choosing a scripture that pertains to that particular thing, that particular mm-hmm. person yeah. or like a verse you yeah. can pray over them. I love it. Yeah. I want to give out one warning before we close. And that's to, again, just not treat this so, um, so seriously. Like, let's yeah. say I'm praying for Jamie and the word that comes to mind is heart. And so then I ask God, I, I, I'm like the massage therapist. I want to explore that more. Do I need to pray for her physical heart? Like that she doesn't have a heart attack. Do I need to pray for her emotions? Do I need, like, what do I want to pray for? So then I'm going to pray through that. But just because God tells you to pray for something does not mean that you're meant to go to that person. So I never assume if the word for Jamie that God gives me is heart, I don't assume that my job is to call up Jamie the next day and say, God told me that you need to get yourself a, a I I don't even know, like an EKG or something, right? Like now, maybe if I got this, I I did it once where I was praying for a mentor of mine and I was very strongly impressed to pray for his physical health, um, specifically about like a heart attack risk. And actually I did tell him, but not in like, not in a weird way, not in a, Hey, mister. So God told me that you're at risk of having a heart attack and I'm a little worried about you. Please go see the doctor. It was much more subtle than that. It was like, yeah, I was praying. God really impressed me to pray for your heart. Um, you seen the doctor lately? <laughs> like, I think, like, have you seen the doctor lately so that you can tell me any pertinent information that you feel comfortable sharing with me so I can pray better? Not, mm-hmm. you need to call the doctor because you might die tomorrow, right? Might that time come? Maybe, but don't assume that just because God tells you something, maybe God might tell me that Jamie's having trouble with mold in your coffee pot. We, we run to stories like that because they're not, uh, they're just so ridiculously hypothetical that it's yes. not crazy. So I hear from God, Jamie has mold in her coffee pot <laughs> and it's dangerous mold. Okay. I'm going to pray for her health. I'm going to pray for her protection. And then I'm going to pray, God, do you want me to tell this to Jamie or have you got this covered? Right. Never assume because the deeper you go, into developing your intuition, the more you are going to learn about other people. And some people are not going to be comfortable with that. And so I think we also need to have a lot of respect for somebody else. There there are some people that I might pray for deeply and know certain things about what I'm being led to pray for them. And I'm never going to mention it to them. And so just keep that in mind. The default is when God reveals a truth to you, the default is so you can pray about it. It's not so that you can go and gab about it. It's not so that you can feel hoity-toity about somebody else. Oh, well, Jamie, she's got mold in her coffee. Look at her. Like what kind of well, housewife is she, <laughs> right? So remember, when God tells you something and when he reveals stuff to you through your intuition, A, remember you might be wrong. <laughs> and then B, remember like 
the main reason he's telling you that is so you can pray. If he wants you to take it a step further, that is another layer that you need to go. You need to say, okay, I'm going to pray for Jamie's coffee pot. Now I'm going to pray and ask you, God, if you need me to, to tell Jamie something. And then if I really get the sense that, yeah, I meant to bring it up, just do that in a gentle way. Like you don't want to weird people out. Even like, even strong spiritual Christians can weird out strong spiritual Christians. Like, and there's no reason to do that. We can come to each other with like respect and be like, yeah, so I had this really weird thought when I was praying for you. Uh, it's going to sound totally out of left field, but have you like been noticing your coffee tastes a little funny lately, right? Like <laughs> that's a lot gentler than being like, so Jamie, God told me you've got mold in your coffee and you've got to deal with it. Right. No, I think that is so important. Both the you very well might be wrong. So handle it with care. Cause I think any, any, um, any of God's word needs to be handled with care. And that includes Holy spirit inspired thoughts. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. and I think you need to, you know, definitely, if you feel like you've been given some kind of revelation and you have an inkling that you should be telling someone about it, like, I think that needs to be really, like you said, default needs to be, keep it to yourself. Yep. And and this is me. I told you I'm cautious more so than, than probably Mm -hmm. most, but I, I just feel like I would need a lot of confirmation that I'm supposed to share just because Mm -hmm. for sure, you know, and other people might not need that same amount of confirmation. God knows me, but, um, but to always just be keep in mind, I may not be hearing correctly and I need to make sure to, you know, before I pass this on to be careful and, and really ask God, if this is something that needs to be shared, impress this on me again, or show me a Bible verse. I always love that when I'm like, okay, God, show me scripture. Cause the, I know yeah. that that's solid, you know, that, that can confirm this or mm-hmm. I don't know, but it's, it is, it's, it's an area where you want to make sure though, not to, I think if you hold it loosely and you keep yeah. in mind, I'm not perfect. You don't take yourself too seriously mm-hmm. that you're going to be on the right track because you're going to yeah. be any prayer for some, I mean, like, let's say for instance, um, you feel impressed that I have mold in my coffee pot and that's not right, but you pray for my health. Well, what harm is there? And that's a good thing. That's a good point. Yeah. That's Maybe a great thing to be praying to do- for my health, you know, and, right. and, and, you know, or, or with this person that, that you had felt you needed to pray for his heart and his health. I mean, you know, yeah. it, it is, there is nothing bad about prayer. So it's, it's, Mm -hmm. you know, just pray and don't let the enemy on the other side of that prevent someone like me that is more cautious from praying those prayers, just because I'm afraid that they might not be really from God. Because I say all the time, I, I believe in God's power and I believe that God has, has, you know, his will. I don't trust myself to always interpret it right. And so that can hinder my prayers. I err on that side of praying and that can be a weapon the enemy uses against us just as much as someone Mm -hmm. who takes it too, too much control. And, and I've met people who love telling people what God has told them to tell. It's like a spiritual bossiness. It is, it is Mm -hmm. a spiritual bossiness and that's not good either. 
Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, exactly. There's there's an absolute need for humility, the humility to recognize you're never going to hear from God perfectly. Yeah. You might hear wrong. And sometimes like hearing wrong is, isn't good or bad. It just is. And maybe like, sometimes I feel like what happens is God will show you something or tell you something. And we're really good at jumping five steps ahead. Mm-hmm. So maybe let's go back to the hypothetical where I'm in college praying about whether I should date this guy. Should I go out for coffee with person X, Y, Z? And I pray about it. And I feel like God say, yeah, go enjoy your cup of coffee. Okay. How many Christian women who know what it's like to be single would automatically assume that therefore God's telling you, this is a guy you're going to marry. Well, no, like that's 20 jumps ahead. And so sometimes, yeah, maybe, maybe I jumped ahead and assumed you had mold in your coffee and maybe God just wanted me to pray for your health. I think that's a really good way to look at it. We don't need a perfect track record. I would say, yeah, I don't think this is, this isn't biblical truth. This is just Alana opinion. I feel like if you don't have an entire drawer full of unanswered prayers, that you're being too cautious. Oh, I love that. I love that. What a great, what a great statement. Yeah. Love that. And so never be ashamed. Say it again. (laughs) I'm going to try to. I'm going to put that on a t-shirt. Okay. If you don't have an entire drawer full of unanswered prayers, then you're not praying boldly enough. You're not praying specifically enough. You're not stepping out in faith enough. Because again, we can pray boldly and remain detached from the outcome. Our goal isn't to only pray for the things we know to come true, right? Like, um, for example, let me tell you this, this little fun story of a acute answered prayer. My, my son did some yard work for a neighbor and on the way home, walking from the neighbor's house to our house, he lost the $50 of cash he had made. And so he came up, he was so sad. So we went to look for it together. It was a windy day, like a really windy day. So I'm like, if it fell out, the chance of it just blowing away is pretty strong. So we were looking for two twenties and a 10 pretty quickly. We found one of the twenties and one of the tens. And that was, that was great. And so we kind of knew the area to be looking, but we looked for another like five minutes. We couldn't find the other 20. So I was basically, I was gearing my son up to be like, well, you know what? Losing 20 bucks is not as bad as losing 50 bucks. Right. And then we were just like about to go doing like our last little perusal. And I said, do you want to pray that God would help us find it? Because we hadn't specifically done that yet. Mm -hmm. And then boom, in a bush on the other side of the road, we saw the other 20. Great story. We were thankful. I made it a point to remind my son to give thanks to God, but it would have been really stupid for me to not have said, let's pray for it. Till I saw the 20, but I could see like, can't you picture some parents doing that? Be like, oh, I see the extra 20 over there. Hey son, let's, let's pray. Nudge, nudge, nudge. And so sometimes we want to help God out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we feel like if we don't have a perfect track record in our prayers, that that means we've prayed wrong. We've prayed selfishly. We've heard from God wrong. Mm -hmm. We're not doing it right. But really again, like, no, you probably like if, if, 90% of your prayers don't come true. Like maybe you're praying for really bizarre things and we need to look at that. But yeah, there are going to be some times where we pray for things that aren't right. Our intuition is never going to be a hundred percent correct. And to be totally honest, like it would be exhausting to pray for permission to pray for every single thing. 
I didn't think to say, God, should I ask my son if we should pray to find this? (laughs) Right. Because I don't want to pray. Let me know if it's going to come true, if if we're going to find it. Can you imagine like the prayer paralysis that you would like get into immediately? So sometimes Mm -hmm. we just pray. Sometimes like we realize that there's a, a, we're skidding on the ice and we say, God, help us not to crash. We don't bother to be like, well, Lord, is it in your will that we crash our car today? You know, so don't worry about it. And so, yeah, if, if you've got unanswered prayers in your history, that's part of the Christian life. That means that you're stepping out. That means you're taking some prayer risks, right? Mm -hmm. Again, I don't feel like there's Bible verses to back this up or things like that. That's just my opinion. Go ahead and pray, pray with humility that you might be praying for the wrong things, but also pray with boldness and hold the outcome loosely. That's that's ask for that Dr. Pepper. (laughs) Ask for that Dr. Pepper. Why not? (laughs) So, yeah. And, and also to think, you know what? the term unanswered prayers really isn't like they're, I mean, they're, they're always answered in some way, right? God hears you. God is doing something. And, and so just to, to categorize, I'm thinking of like the tip of the iceberg. So what we can see Mm -hmm. of, of what God is doing in the, in the spiritual realm, we can see the tip of the iceberg of that in, in what manifests here on earth and in the ways that we can see or hear mm-hmm. that our prayers are being answered. But I mean, just a teeny tiny fraction. And so, yeah. you know, to just keep in mind also that that drawer full of prayers that, that are, you know, quote unquote, unanswered, mm-hmm. if you took out each one and, and looked at it and could actually see the entirety of what was happening behind mm-hmm. in the spiritual world, yeah. who knows, who knows yeah. what has actually happened that, yeah. that you didn't. And I know I, I want to give one more example, one example. Um, mm-hmm. So our son is playing on a summer hockey league and it's pretty intense. And I just, I, I found myself, especially um, drawn to just pray for safety for mm-hmm. all the kids and for him, especially. And so, oh, so I, you're praying specifically for your son. That's so selfish. I know. I know. <laughs> just kidding. So be it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but, but like, there've been times when we've prayed that I've not prayed for safety, but there was this one time in particular that I prayed very specifically, please protect him physically, yeah. keep anything from happening that day he was hit by a puck on his arm and Mm -hmm. he got this huge welt. It wasn't a break, thankfully, but it it just got right between his um, glove and his arm pad. And it just got in just the right spot to leave this big, huge lump. And how fast are they going at that level of playing the pucks? Yeah. You know what? I don't even know. I don't have a clue, but it's, it's a league of upper level hockey players. So they're like, there, 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 it, it was not a slap shot, which is good, right. but it was a snapshot, which is pretty fast. So at, wow. I don't know. I don't know the velocities. I would, I would make a fool of myself trying to guess. Okay. Too. But more than two miles an hour, we'll more say. than two, few, less than 500 to 500. Yeah. <laughs> that works. But I just found, I was a little ticked off afterwards. I was like, this stinks. Like I felt particularly hmm. moved Lord, your, your Holy spirit moved me to pray for safety for him. And he got, a, he got a welt and then, and, and so a, 
my, then my thought went to, well, it could have been broken. Exactly. What if you hadn't (laughs) prayed? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that was what I thought. But then the other thing is though, what if it had been broken? And, and I had prayed that, does that make God less good? Exactly. That yep. doesn't make God less good. Does that make mm-hmm. me um, a fool for praying for safety? Does that make that a superstitious prayer? No, it, it's yep. a prayer that I had in my heart and I took to God. And, and that's one of those times when I feel like you have to detach yourself from the outcome because we don't know the outcome. We don't know the extent of what's going on behind the scenes. Maybe a child was going to break his neck and that prayer mm-hmm. saved that kid. Who knows? Exactly. No. So yeah. we, we don't know the fullness. So I just want to, I've been, this is something I've been telling myself lately is don't take the lack of the specific detail that you thought mm-hmm. that prayer would accomplish as an yep. unanswered prayer. Exactly. Yeah. Like, let's go back to my son and his money. Let's say before we even started walking to look, we prayed that God would help us find it. But all we found was 30 out of the $50. You know what? God answered our prayer. He helped us find, <laughs> he helped us find that $30. And mm-hmm. I remember such an aha moment when you and I were talking in one of our earlier episodes about this, again, we're kind of in theory now and not in what we can prove from the Bible. But the question really was like, okay, so we know that the Holy Spirit interprets our prayers. Right. So maybe when you said, God, please help my son not get injured in this game, maybe like it went through this like a uh, voice distorting machine, right? The like Holy that's Spirit. Almost- yeah, that's how I picture it. Like it, go, it comes out of your spirit. It goes through this Holy Spirit translator. And the prayer that got to God's throne was help my son not break a bone when the puck hits him in the arm, you know, mm, or something wow. like that. Or, um, you know, again, we, we talked about these retroactive prayers and like, well, what about the story of the person, the believer who dies in a tragic car accident mm-hmm. or those kinds of things? Okay, so maybe let's say like the, the epitome of the intuitive intercession is the woman who's woken up in the middle of the night, knowing she's got to pray for this. Right. So let's just make this hypothetical story that Jane wakes up in the middle of the night and she knows that she's got to pray for this teenage boy from her church. Who's driving home from college. And she's, she's so impressed. She's got to pray for his safety. And then the next morning she gets a call that this, this kid died in a car accident Mm -hmm. on his way home. She's got two ways to look at it. One is, oh no, I didn't pray hard enough. The other is my prayers made a difference somehow. Maybe meant that even more people weren't hurt. Maybe it meant that he died instantaneously and was never even hurt or afraid, right? We don't know, but I think that's such an interesting way to look at the prayers that we don't see specific answers to in the way we thought. And some of them, at least, I think we can, we can picture, okay, what was the heart of my prayer, right? So maybe, I think we even use this as an example once, maybe during the pandemic, we're praying, don't let my family get sick. But you know what? The heart of the prayer isn't don't let us catch COVID-19. The heart of the prayer is please help our family to be healthy and well and safe. So in our case, like our whole family got COVID, but we didn't have bad cases and we all recovered and are fine. So in my mind, God answered our prayer, right? Mm -hmm. So sometimes we can take the specifics that we pray and be like, but what really was the heart of what I prayed? 
like you and your son, the, the specific that you prayed is probably no injuries, right? The heart of what you prayed is help him to not have anything like life altering or life threatening happen to him. And he didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Well, we've covered all kinds of cool stuff. Is there anything else you want to add on before we wrap up? No, this has been good. This has been a really fun conversation. I feel like this might end up being a two-parter. Oh, like, yeah. You could splice it up. Like maybe splicing and dicing. We'll have to see. So we'll, yeah. we'll leave that, leave that yeah. secret. Well, I have, yeah, I, I really enjoyed chatting about this topic. And yeah, it has been a, a, a long one. So let's go ahead and, and end with our blessing and benediction. All righty. May God lead you today in a spirit of prayer. May he make his presence known to you throughout each moment. May he still and quiet your heart before him. May worldly distractions fail to pull you away from him. May your heart delight today in the Lord and in the joy of his glorious presence. In quietness and rest, may your spirit rejoice in your Savior, who is with you now as well as always. And our benediction is from Second Thessalonians 2, 16 and 17. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and gave us eternal comfort and good hope through grace, Comfort your hearts and establish them in every good work and word. Amen. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Praying Christian Women podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so please leave us a comment to let us know what questions or topics we can address in future shows. Then hop over to prayingchristianwomen.com slash journal to download your free prayer guide. We're so glad you joined us for today's show. And we wish you God's deepest blessings as you draw closer to Him and change the world one prayer at a time.